I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yes, it's Friday and it's film time and it's always a beautiful day in the neighbourhood when our next guest is in the studio. It's Nyla Bryan, how are you doing? Hello, radio neighbour. <laughs> it's lovely to see you today. <laughs> is this your Mr Rogers? That is Mr Rogers, yeah. Yeah, do it again there, that was good. Uh, hello, neighbour. I'm here to talk to you about films. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Uh, Should we explain who Mr. Rogers is? Well, this is. is, Today's show is really all about Mr. Rogers. Yes. Okay, because the new Tom Hanks movie is out called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And what I thought I would do would give a little primer about Mr. Rogers because, a bit like last week when we talked about Bombshell and Fox News, we don't really know a lot about Mr. Rogers on this side of the Atlantic. So, yes, so we have a. Who is Mr. Rogers, kind of? I I don't have a quiz, but I just, I thought I would ask you, (laughs) what do you know about Mr. Rogers? Or had you heard about him? I didn't really know a huge amount uh, about Mr. Rogers. I know that he's like kind of a beloved children's He is, he's an icon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was like from 1969 when PBS in America was set up. So that's Public Broadcasting Services, I think, um, is what it stands for. Uh, he was one of the staples of that show and I know PBS really from Sesame Street because that's yes. I would have seen that logo and that's when I, Sesame Street did come over this side Mr. Yes. Rogers didn't uh, and he is a uh, he basically he's a, a man called Fred McFeely Rogers and he was born in 1928 and he's a um, musician, television uh, presenter, puppeteer, writer, but best known for this show called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which is just iconic in America. I mean, it, it's like play, play School or Bosco over here. I was just going to say, yeah. is this like, like who would our Mr. Rogers be, I suppose? Um, I mean, there's no one person, I yeah. suppose, because Play School had a whole, I mean, I don't know if you remember Play School. I do. I okay, that was know. BBC. No. But there was a whole period of, you know, presenters in Play School and Bosco as well had a whole, you know. Yes, uh, of course. Uh, Marion revol- and Philip. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so imagine if there was only Marion or Philip there and they did all of Bosco's run okay. and they did it from 1969 to all the way up to 2001. Okay, so that's you know. what Mr. Rogers yes. is. Yes, okay. so we have not just one generation, but generations of American children who grew up watching this man, Fred Rogers. Uh, and his, uh, like I say, his programme was based... Uh, it was very much about uh, education to preschoolers because he thought that uh, television was a great new way of reaching out and speaking individually to to children at home, maybe, uh, who and 
um, who were were not, you know, who didn't have the benefit, I suppose, of of you know great uh, role models in their life okay. or great schooling experiences in their life, and just about tackling the the uh, feelings and the issues that came up uh, with them. And he tackled amazing stuff in his program. Like he talked about bereavement, he talked about war, he talked about divorce in the uh, confines of this what we would now maybe look at and say hokey, uh, yes. you know, children's uh, program. As well, but well, yeah. yeah, but I think the cynicism, you've got to turn your cynicism off when you talk about Mr. Rogers. Um, it's probably easier for Americans to do that because they have a lot of uh, memories. But when you look at clips now, they can look a little bit hokey, but you kind of have to really admire him for what he was trying to do and what he did achieve in his long career. So that's... So Mr. You, Rogers. So have you you've seen some clips of the real I Mr. Have, Rogers? I have, yeah, and I yeah. was aware of Mr. Rogers more as a cultural icon mm. before I'd seen any of these clips. Um like he he would have been Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live did a an a a, a, a recurring sketch called uh, Mr. Robertson's neighborhood okay. which was about him <laughs> kind of coming in and it was completely different because Mr. Rogers is very friendly, warm, wholesome kind of guy. Yes, yeah. wholesome guy and Eddie Murphy was not, really not. doing that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you when you see these things, uh, you kind of want to see what inspired them. Uh, and in 20, 2018, I think it was, and we'll be talking about it, uh, there was a documentary about Mr. Rogers that came out called uh, Won't, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbour? Um, and that really kind of informed me about this this man and all the work that he had done. And uh, I watched it particularly, I suppose, because I knew the Tom Hanks movie was coming out. Yeah, so, so in, in prep yeah. for that. Yeah. So Tom Hanks then plays Mr. Rogers. That's What's right. What's your feeling on Tom Hanks? I mean, he like it's a good choice, is it? Um, it is. I mean, physically, uh, Fred Rogers was a very tall uh lean guy um, Tom Hanks a very tall lean guy um, we, do you want to go deep let's, into let's, the movie let's, let's yeah okay yeah, so yeah. let's just talk about this so this yeah, is the yeah. movie that's out in cinemas today A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood it's called um, now going into this I expected a biography of Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. and it's not that oh, okay it's it's about it's loosely based around an Esquire article that was written in 1998 by a journalist called Tom Juno. And basically, he was a hard-bitten uh, journalist who was asked to do a profile on Mr. Rogers. And he went in there kind of going, but I'm used to like dealing with politicians and finding, getting the yeah. dirt. So he went in there kind of going, this guy can't be as, as wholesome and clean as, as he seems. And discovered that he was. Oh, no. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were going to tell me Mr. Rogers had like some really dark past. No, if you're looking for a dark past, um, no. the, orig- the journalist that I suppose inspired this, he has a lovely quote when he says, I went in there and my, I, my, my empathy was like a spear, a spear. And by the end of it, it had opened up like an umbrella. Wow. Because of this man. Oh, okay. And, um... This, that's something to know when you go into this. If you want to go into this film with cynicism, Leave it at the door. Check it outside. You won't. And like I say, this is not a biography of, of Fred Rogers. This is more about the fictionalized journalist who goes to interview him. And in this film, uh, they've renamed him. It's a like I say, it's it's a, a fictionalized version of the real guy, Tom Juno, uh, Lloyd Vogel, played by Matthew Rhys, who's a fantastic Welsh actor. And he goes in there to to write this profile about Mr. Rogers, played by Tom Hanks. And uh, wants to kind of just goes, this guy can't be real, can he? <laughs> yeah. And 
delves deeper and deeper and deeper and discovers just the the beauty of this man's message that he was trying to put across to people all the way through his career that that spans so long. So we have a clip Indeed. here. Yeah. And just to set this up a little bit. So the fictionalized journalist uh, Lloyd Vogel has some problems. He has some anger issues in his life. He has some unresolved things about his his past and his family. And he's he's gone to his sister's wedding and gotten into a fight. So he arrives to interview Mr. Rogers with a black eye. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And uh, he goes into the studio and they're filming Mr. Rogers' Neighbourhood. And Mr. Rogers, is, as he would always do, is doing these things where, hello, we're talking about a microphone. Do you know what a microphone is? <laughs> so he's doing a thing about a tent, okay. basically. And as soon as he sees this guy who's never met before, he's only spoken to on the phone, he's, he, he knows him because he's in a photograph and he just he gets him out and he goes, okay, we're stopping this. And the producers are really, really frustrated with Mr. Rogers because he spends so much time dealing one-on-one with people, whether they be children or adults. And uh, yeah, so that's the, the that's setup the, the for setup this. the setup for this, yeah. okay. And action. Do you know what this is? It's Lloyd. Lloyd. Hold, please. We can't fire him, can we? Hello, Lloyd. Oh, it's nice to meet you. What? Are you all right? Play at the plate. Oh, mercy, that looks like it hurts. Uh, let's chat afterwards. We Maybe we could moving. have Evan take a, take a look at him. No, I'm, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm sorry, Fred. Yeah. It's all right, all right. And, uh, it's wonderful to meet you. So glad you're here, Lloyd. I'm looking forward to, to talking with you. I truly am. After this, everyone, th- th- this is Lloyd Vogel. He is a wonderful writer. Oh, wow. Yes, I can see why producers would be frustrated with this guy. Absolutely, yes. yeah, yeah. And there's Tom Hanks as as Fred Rogers. And um, he says, uh, what happened to your face? He goes, a play at the place. He pretends that he was playing baseball and got, but he was actually in a fight because of kind of the issues that he has. And throughout his uh, his relationship with Mr. Rogers, doing this uh, interview, he, he deals with this stuff. Uh, as a lot of people, I think, who grew up with this character would have been able to to deal with the like he was very much about talking to children about their feelings yes and that feelings aren't bad and when you feel things it's about how you deal with them and okay. you know which so is an like incredibly kind of it, 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 amazing yeah. like when yeah. you look back and see uh, like i say we we had n- we have no frame of reference with mm. this um when you see the stuff that he was talking about way back in the late 60s, early 70s and all the way through the 80s and 90s, um, you kind of go, wow, this is, this, th- th- there's a big message out there mm. still for children. So um, now what I would say, the film is, is not just about that. It's about a man dealing with his past and the trauma in his past. And uh, like I say, it's not just about Mr. Rogers. It's about this this journalist and and how he uh how he is dealing with that um but well, I, I suppose as well like you know the the like tom hanks has been nominated for a supporting actor, that's right so that's yes so it thing. is it yeah. is if you go expecting just the abcs of of uh mr rogers life it it's, it's won't not be that. yeah yeah but it's a fantastic film 
Yeah, I am going to give it four. I mean, the wow. only reason I'm going to knock it off one is because, like I say, I didn't grow up with this. If I'd grown up with Mr. Rogers, <laughs> I would have gone five all the way. So it's it's and it's beautiful. It, it really, I want to call out the director who didn't get a shout out for the Oscars, uh, Marielle Heller, who uh, was also the uh, screenwriters, Noah Harpster and Micah Fitzerman, uh, Blue. But uh, they just do some very, really inventive stuff with, the making of this movie it's it's i don't want to give it away mm. i don't want to kind of tell too many people about it but will they're I, just will i need tissues will i cry uh well you know i'm very much you set me up as the cynical hard-hearted person <laughs> uh, but you know i would say there were times it got dusty in oh, the cinema well yeah. if it's that way for you and i have an overactive <laughs> tear duct we're frigged all together. We well, I'll tell you, here's something, right? So the Netflix recommend we'll go into this. Yes, and yes. I would say you can watch this before or after you do okay. see this movie. Yeah. Uh, this is the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbour, uh, which uh, is was about Fred Rogers and kind of inspired this film. And it's on Netflix at the moment. And I would say if you can see it before, you can see it after. But it really does put a lovely frame on going to see this film. And there's a lot of stuff that the film touches on very briefly, but the documentary obviously goes much more into. And I went in, I saw the documentary first, and like the journalist, I was going, when's the when's the anvil going to drop? When yes. is it going to come down and we'll find out that Fred Rogers is, you know, history's greatest <laughs> villain? Yeah. And it never happens. <laughs> <Okay>. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful documentary. You see the real life journalist that the fictional one was based on, Tom Juno, talk a lot. And he became, like I say, he was given this assignment by Esquire magazine and didn't want it because he went, well, I'm, I don't do puff pieces. Mm. And then just became one of the best friends of Fred Rogers wow. up to the end of his life. And it's a lovely thing. And I think it's a, a lot of reviews are going, this is the film that we need now. You know I what I mean? We you. need yeah, yeah. And this is the film we always need. need. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes, because yes. we just need positivity, you know, um, and a little bit of just hope and brightness. And that's what Mr. Rogers was all about. Brilliant. So you have another clip for me here. This yeah, well, this week. we're going to do it as the scene of the week. And I'm, okay. I maybe need to do a little bit of setup for this. Okay. So um, this is uh, the con- congressional hearings back in 1969. Because we love a congressional hearing, don't we? <laughs> that's where someone has brought before a, a load of senators and they go, justify your existence yes. and justify why you should, you should have money. And it's a little bit timely, I suppose, now going into an election mm-hmm. when maybe governments and people who go for government are deciding what money should be spent on. So this is in 1969, Nixon was the president and uh, he was looking for money for... Uh, well, basically because there was a war on as well. But he was looking to cut money wherever he could. And one of the places he was looking to cut money was the just newly formed PB- PBS. So this was the, the as I say, the public broadcasting services where most of their things was were educational. Yes. And they had a committee uh, there and Nixon put one of his kind of most, I say, fervent anti-education or not education but anti-arts guys John O. Pastore he was the chairman of the committee and uh, he was hearing uh, basically people come on and say this is why you should keep the money for PBS going and uh, Mr. Rogers was was sent to Washington and he had his statement ready to read out and I think it was a 10 page statement and then 
uh, the senator said, I'm not listening to any prepared statements. I just want you to mm. just speak off the cuff. Okay. And people who know Mr. Rogers knew that he was better when he kind of had a little bit of stuff prepared. But what he did was he spoke off the cuff and not to spoil what happened, you'll, you'll hear it. Uh, here it is in the clip. Yeah. All right, Rogers, you got the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I could hear in his voice the, the nerves. Senator Pastore, this is a philosophical statement and would take about 10 minutes to read, so I'll not do that. Uh, one of the first things that a child learns in a healthy family is trust. And I trust what you have said that you will read this. It's very important to me. I care deeply about children. My first children... Will it make you happy if you read it? I'd just like to talk about it, if all it's right, all right. Sir. This is what I give. I give an expression of care every day to each child. I end the program by saying, you've made this day a special day by just your being you. There's no person in the whole world like you, and I like you just the way you are. And I feel that if we in public television can only make it clear that feelings are mentionable and manageable, we will have done a great service. Uh, could I tell you the words of one of the songs which I feel is very important? Yes. This has to do with that good feeling of control, which I feel that the children need to know is there. And it starts out, what do you do with the mad that you feel? And that first line came straight from a child. I work with children do, doing puppets in, in very personal communication with small groups. What do you do with the mad that you feel? When you feel so mad you could bite. When the whole wide world seems oh so wrong and nothing you do seems very right. It's great to be able to stop when you've planned a thing that's wrong and be able to do something else instead and think this song. I can stop when I want to, can stop when I wish, can stop, 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 anytime. Know that there's something deep inside that helps us become what we can. I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. Looks like you just earned the twenty million dollars. <laughs> hey, that's a brilliant clip. I it is, yeah, the real, real life clip of Fred Rogers there uh, test, testifying in front of Congress, Congress, and getting like there would be no Sesame Street now if mm. PBS had been shut down back then. So, so there you go. Yeah. We did lots to thank Mr. Rogers. So that's why we did a salute to Fred Rogers. Yes, <laughs> and we thank you so much for that. And the words of Fred Rogers, it's always a special day when you come in, Niall. Oh, thank you for thanks being for my neighbour. <laughs> Until next week, thanks a million. Bye. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court for the largest selection of Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned vehicles. Your pre-owned Mercedes-Benz is closer than you think at Gilmore's Kings Court, your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.